Hey guys, it's Maya and I just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes Instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things. I'm doing more posts, more stories, and I also have to say I've started a new series called The Bottom Shelf and it's video reviews, IGTV video reviews, and I think they're super fun and they're all on the Instagram. So go follow my take on social media and specifically on Instagram at underscore my take. Maya back again, guys. I have one more update for y'all. My Take now has a Patreon. I'm trying to expand the My Take community and also expand my earnings a little bit by creating a Patreon. We have three tiers, and in the top tier, we're actually starting a My Take book club. So anybody who joins, we're going to be reading a book together a month, and there's going to be monthly live streams and Discord benefits. So I'd really, really, really appreciate it if you could go check it out. The link is in the show notes. So y'all, one of my favorite shows is back. Home Before Dark, which is an Apple TV Plus show, is out with a season two. For those of you who don't know, season one follows Hildy, who is, I think she's nine in season one, and she is a reporter, and her and her family moved to Erie Harbor, which is actually where her dad grew up. It's a super small town in Washington, and there is a cold case that she investigates in season one. And she's back in season two. We've got a new mystery, but the gang is all here. We've got the same cast of characters, the same people we know and love. And speaking of love, I loved this season. I was so mad that it only came out week by week because all I wanted to do was binge it because I love Hildy and Izzy and Matt and Bridget and Jenny and Donnie and Spoon and Frank and Kim and literally everybody in the show I love because it's such a fun, uplifting, happy-making show while also actually being kind of deep and like a show that adults can get into too. And every single character in this season has such amazing arcs and like they did the season so well so I'm so pumped that it like came out and pumped that I'm now getting to talk about it. Books, TV, music, and movies, all things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who listened, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. off this like spoilery section we're going to talk about all the things that i love that are back we have the amazing intro to the show i love the intro i love how it's done i love how we're like doing this deep dive into hildy's notebook and we get to see all the characters and this and that like it's so fun and i also love the way they do the show in the middle where they always have that little like animation bit with like the drawings and stuff that's always super cool and that was back and like i love how the show is set up with all of those different things and how it's like playing on the kid aspect of the show because our main characters I think are now all 10 but it's definitely like designed for adults and teens to watch and it's just like they strike that balance so perfectly because I'm never bored but also like if you wanted to have a younger kid watch the show because it's a younger kid who's the main character you totally could because there's never anything like crazy terrible and crazy like adult themed like yes Izzy drinks a little bit in this one and like she's had a boyfriend but it's totally like PG and stuff and like like they strike the balance so well because it's definitely like an adult show but it's not an adult show either like it's just it's so good speaking of so good Hildy standing up to condescending old men 
never gets old. Like, it gets old in the sense of, like, I hate that she keeps having to do this because people should just take her seriously because she's Hildy Lisko. But it never gets old seeing her stand up to people and being like, bitch, you don't know anything. You need to shut up and you need to take me seriously and you need to take this problem and bring it up seriously because it is a serious problem. So, love Hildy. Love that she stands up to people. I love that her and Donnie and Spoon create a new HQ and like the boat room. And I love in the end when Richie's back and he's like looking over everything and like doing the interview with them. And he's like sitting there remembering when they were like him and Matt and Frank were hanging out in there. And it's just so, so, so cute. And I love that that's back. I love that Trip and Hildy's dynamic is back. I. The arc that it takes, I think, is necessary. That's the thing with a lot of these arcs is they're kind of sad, but they're also kind of necessary, which I don't mind. And I love that, like, at least in the beginning, we still see, like, Trip isn't able to say no to Hildy, and then it does, like, grow and change and stuff. But Trip and Hildy's dynamic is so great, and I love them. And Spoon and his fashion. Oh my god, I love Spoon and I love how fashionable he is and I hated that he got picked on by that dumbass kid who was like giving him a ton of shit for being fashionable and being amazing and brilliant and I love Spoon and it was not fair but then I love that like Hildy and Donnie to get Spoon to like get back to himself like put on all the clothes and we're like walking in through school with him like it was so cute and I loved it so much and I love their dynamic so much and I love Spoon and his fashion so much and I love Donnie and his constant worrying like they're just so fun and so good and I love this age too because like nobody's allowed to ship Hildy with either Donnie or Spoon because they're so young like it just it's so fun and I love them so much and there were so many things about the show that came back that I loved and I was like yes just it's so beautiful and brilliant so now that we've talked about all the things that I love we are going to start off talking about like the general plot and everything that happens in the season with the main mystery the main mystery of strata and watt management and all the things dying and I did love how this one was set up I really appreciated that they for the most part wrapped up the Richie Fife case like yes we didn't find Richie and we didn't find a body but we found the van and we understood what happened to Richie for the most part in a satisfying way at the end of season one but then we get back and we still have that lingering doubt of like is Richie out there what's going on but we are doing a new mystery but both of them are combining to work together that's the thing that I love and they're combining in the most like interesting cool way because you're not like shoehorning it to fit together like we see how pop pop and all of his friends and his illness has tied in we see Richie and how that ties into the watt management thing it did actually like the showrunners did pitch it as a two season thing because season two was greenlit before season one even premiered so they had to have known that this is what they were going to do and this is what they're going to plan and so I appreciate that they did that. It'll be interesting to see if they do get greenlit for a season three, how that will affect it because they won't have their material pre-planned and the writers have been brilliant. Like I love the mysteries and I love how they've been working out, but it'll be interesting to see if that affects the style of the next season and the mystery of the next season, how they do it. And maybe they might keep it more self-contained because they don't know where they're going with it. Or maybe they're starting another two season long arc of a mystery, but I appreciated how 
it stayed contained in the two seasons but also kind of self-contained mysteries at the same time and I appreciate how it escalated too because we start just with Watt management and they're just trying to get Junior off the farm and we just have like the dying birds and stuff and then Matt and Bridget and Hildy start investigating more we realize Watt management is kind of shady and the kids like want to test the lake but they can't and they investigate the mansion and they find the plane but then Trip takes them down there and there's no plane there anymore and of course that happens in front of the stupid ADA that's there to investigate Trip, and of course it has to happen that the backpacks then show up on the kitchen table and usually like home before dark because it's kind of not kid-ish but like kid appropriate I'm not scared of this show when the backpacks showed up I was like okay nope that's not what we're doing I don't like this like that was not fun that the backpacks just randomly showed up on the table I was like I don't like how much power that they have and then though like as we're getting into this mystery and seeing how creepy what management is we're also realizing that all of pop-up friends pop-pop's friends have passed away at very very young ages and the thing that I didn't like this season was that pop-pop had to pass away too and to see Hildy in that grief really really sucked and to see like to see him and we got to see more of his character this season because he got to live with the Liscos for the entire season so we saw him wanting to go to the Italian restaurant. We saw him taking off with Ginny. We saw them recreating the restaurant to try and jog his memory. We saw how difficult it was at times for Bridget and for the rest of the family to deal with Matt's dad. But we saw how much they loved him and then to see him coming around almost to a good place having talked about the past with the Italian restaurant and, you know, he read with Hildy and stuff and then passes away. Like, it really sucked and I really didn't appreciate it. But then we get the black box of Sam's dad. We get the plane, we get the black box. So they go to the island and we find, you know, the lab and the waste barrels and then the fight with Donnie and Spoon happens and it sucks, but I do kind of appreciate that this fight happened and they had to figure out how to fight with each other and also how to resolve conflict and Hildy had to figure out and realize that her friends were more important than the truth in the story and it was important that Donnie and Spoon finally actually stood up to Hildy because you always see them like going along with her ideas and like yes they're having fun but it's like Hildy who's pitching everything and they finally like found their point where they're like no we're not doing this like we need to put our foot down and we need to stand up for ourselves and so I appreciated how it worked out with that one and how they like, yes, it sucked very much, and I was very sad for Hildy because she felt like everything was going wrong in her life, but they worked it out, and they were back and better than ever after that, and I loved them, and I, like, appreciated the arc, and I appreciated the commitment to the fight, too, because, like, I mean, obviously, we see them showing up for Hildy because of her pop-up, and, like, they go to the funeral and stuff, and we see how much, like, they love her, too. That's the thing, is I, like, you never doubt how much they love each other as a friend group because you see they're still like doing things for each other. It's just like they're in a weird place, but they figure it out. And I think it's good to show that you can like be in a weird place, but still love your friends and still figure stuff out with your friends. Like it was good. I liked it. I appreciated it. I didn't appreciate that they got arrested because that was not fun. I love that they throw in afterwards that Matt has been arrested three times and 
because Hildy's like, oh, it's not that big a deal or whatever. And Bridget's like, yeah, because not everybody has a dad that's been arrested three times. So we get little, like, things about Matt's character, too. Although we know Matt's a little crazy because in season one, Hildy wants to go interview Sam in prison. And Matt's like, yeah, I've taken her to Rikers before, so she'll be fine. I'm like, Matt, you don't just take your, like, seven-year-old child to a prison to interview people. Like, that's not how it works. But they get arrested. Glad that they got off with community service and they figure it out. But it still sucks, and I didn't appreciate it, especially because it was, like, trip too. I was like, why? No, I don't like this. This is not good. Like, it was just, no. But after they get arrested, we have the whole thing with Pop-Pop. And he's like, yeah, I hated that spray. It always made us sick. So we learn about the cadmium, which is in the water. And, of course, Hildy has to go write about it, even though she's not supposed to. And, like, the CEO tries to intimidate her. So they try to use Izzy as bait. Because while Izzy's meeting, Ethan's mom, who is, you know, the CEO's assistant, conveniently. I love that he's been the CEO's assistant this entire time and Ethan has only brought this up when it's convenient for them. But try to get the information off the laptop and get caught. So they get the gag order. Hildy gets a gag order and she can't even like log onto her website. Like it's so fucking specific and I hated it. And I love that they're like, oh, Hildy, let's go. And they're like, yeah. And the dude was like, are you her parents? And they were like, yeah. And they're like, Hildy, you've been served. I was like, oh, damn. Like, was not expecting that one. But Hildy gets served with a gag order. Not before Ethan can actually get a video of a deposition of Hank Gillis and Arthur Conway. So we all have evidence that Strata knew. And Hildy does her letter, her physical newsletter, that Izzy helps her with, and we do the walkout, and the walkout I would totally touch on with Izzy. The walkout was iconic, and finally we track down Arthur, and in walks Richie instead, and I called that. As soon as they walked into the house, and he's like, oh, my grandfather died, I was like, I don't know why, but Richie's gonna be in that house, and of course, Richie is in the house, and I love how that came around. Like, that's what I'm saying. I appreciate that for the most part, we got to drag the lake, we got to pull up the van, we got to figure everything out with the Richie 5 case, except for where Richie was, and so now that one's piece is coming back, and I like how they, like, because it didn't feel dragged out, that's the thing, we were so caught up in the strata, watt management, everybody's being poisoned mystery from this season, that I wasn't constantly thinking about Richie, but then when it came back, I was like, this makes sense, and I appreciate that, so Richie is back, And Richie heard about the cadmium, right? And so that's why his biological dad blew the whistle and we figured this out and like left to Canada and stuff. And then we go to the town hall and barely anybody comes. But then in walks Richie with Sam. That's the one thing I was so happy when him and Sam hugged. And Richie was like, I'm sorry, had I known I would have come forward or whatever. And Sam was like, you were just a kid. And Richie's like, yeah, well, so were you. And they hug so cute so 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 cute appreciated it so much and I appreciated that Richie was like yeah I'm an eyewitness and here's the tape and because Izzy is IG living it to everybody the whole town knows and Tripp gets to arrest the Strata CEO and everything works out and I loved it I love the mystery I love how they did it I love how they set it up I love how everything worked out it was so good so just well done and thoughtful And I appreciate that a lot. Also, speaking of things I appreciate, Hildy, 
Obviously, I love her. She also, like, continues to be the most fashionable child ever, which I love. Like, I know Spoon is the fashion one, but Hildy's outfits are always so put together. I love that for her. And I love her character arc this season. That's the big thing, that she's able to fight with her friends and deal with grief, but she never gave up on the story. She never gave up on who she was. She always persisted. She learned how to struggle and to fail, but to get back up and to do it. And I love that for her. And there's not much I can say about Hildy that I haven't already said that I love her. Like, she stands up to the old men, and she's just, she's so, so good and so caring, like, with her and Walter the bird and how much she cares for him and staying up all night to feed him and stuff. Like, just, I love Hildy. Point blank. That's all I need to say. I love Hildy. And I love Izzy. And I appreciate that Izzy had more of an arc this season because Izzy in the first season was fine, and I liked her. But she didn't have much of an arc. And even in the beginning of this season, too, she just, a lot of her character personality is being sad and alone without Ethan. But then she goes to, I think it's like Jessica Fife's party or whatever. And of course, she's like, have her cliche teenage moment and get drunk and egg the school and like be a rebel or whatever. But we start to see her, like, development more and coming out of her shell. And then she comes out of her shell so far that she gets into a love triangle with Emma. And Emma clearly has always liked her. Like, throughout the entire season, it was like, clearly Emma likes her. And I was fine with Emma. I like Ethan, too. I think that Izzy, I don't know. Sometimes she feels a little, like, when she's with people that aren't the Liscos, she feels flat as a character to me. I think that when she's with the Liscos, you see her personality and you see her spunk and you see her brains and everything. But when she's not with them, she feels a little like just kind of toning down her personality maybe in a little bit. And I don't know if that's a conscious choice the actress made or if she just, the actress ends up acting that way because she's maybe more comfortable with the characters that, with the actors who play the Liscos. But It definitely is, like, something I've noticed about Izzy, so I like that we gave her more things to be involved in and to, like, have more of a personality and to have more of, like, growth and character arc and stuff because, like, at this point, it just been about, like, her being Hildy's big sister and her being in a relationship, and the relationship that she's in is fine. Like, her and Ethan are fine. They're age-appropriate. They're kind of cute. I liked their love story in season one. It was so cute, and they're funny. Ethan does give her an ultimatum at one point, which I hate. Like, Ethan sometimes rubs me the wrong way. The more we get to know him, the more I'm like, eh, I don't really know about him. But he's not, like, major red flags or anything. It does need to fizzle out. Like, we can't just have them be endgame. I feel like she needs to grow and learn and, like, be single and stuff. Especially if we do this for, like, a couple more seasons. Because if we just have a season three and it ends when Hildy's, like, 11, they can have been dating for, like, two years. That's fine. But if we go for, like, a couple more, like, three, four, maybe five seasons, Izzy definitely needs to, like, grow and move on. She can't, like, have a high school sweetheart situation. Like, that's not okay. But speaking of Ethan, I was dying, dying when Ethan had to stay with the Liscos and Matt and Bridget were so overprotective. And Ginny at one point straight up asked him if he now lives there. Like, they were just so fun and funny. Like, I love her parents, and it was so amazing. And Izzy does continue. Her best character trait is how much, like, she cares about her sisters and how good of a big sister she is. And even though she moves out of Hildy's room, she's always there for Hildy. And we see that, like, 
I don't remember when, but at some point she moves back into Hildy's room for a little bit because she realizes that Hildy needs her and stuff. And she organizes the walkout. That was peak Izzy. I was like, yes. Love that she's organizing the walkout. Love that she's learning and being Bridget's intern. And she's like parroting back legal advice. And she's like, yeah, well, you did say women underestimate themselves in the workforce. So you should give me a raise. Like, I love the growth that we're seeing with Izzy. Like, that's really good. And I love that a lot. Speaking of people I love, Frank, oh my god, I love how much more of his friendship we saw with the entire family this season, like he helps Matt fix things, because Matt is a little bit hopeless at fixing things, and he's Hildy's new source, and he looks after Bridget a little bit, like when Bridget asks Matt, or not Matt, Bridget asks Frank to come over to make sure, to make sure that Matt doesn't screw up fixing the window and stuff, and I love Frank and Kim. Like, there's a little bit of a rough patch in the beginning, but then they propose, and it's super cute. And, like, it was a little bit of a struggle getting to, like, the whole proposal thing, because something happens, like, when they're in the cars in the alleyway. He's like, well, I have a ring, and then just drives off. And I was like, dude, you can't just do that. Like, that's that's not how it works. But I love their relationship. Now that they've proposed, if we actually do go through with the whole season three thing, there has to be a wedding in season three and all the kids have to be involved because that would be so cute. And also seeing Spoon like planning a wedding and being involved with a wedding would be so adorable. So there needs to be a wedding and I love them and I love their relationship and I love Kim too. Like I love that she had a bigger role this season and she was always on the side of the kids and always trying to support the kids and her and Bridget actually get closer too in their early episodes when Bridget is, like, helping her with the backlash against her mom and stuff. So, I hate that they had a rough patch. I hate that Frank had to get fired, but he does get back, and he's a much bigger part of this season. And I love their relationship, and their dynamic, and they're so fun, and I love them as characters, and it's great. And last but not least of the characters who I love, this is going to come as no surprise, but it's Trip, obviously. Obviously, I love her. I love how we see everything that she has to deal with as the new sheriff. We're not backing down from any of these, these things. We're not making it easy for her just because she's Trip and she's a character we love. We have the ADA guy breathing down her neck, deputies that don't validate her authority, and, like, one of them throws a rock into their house and stuff, and, like, she has to tell Hildy no to save face, and she used to fire Frank, which sucks to, like, save face or whatever, even though she knows Frank is one of the good ones. Like, just seeing everything that she has to deal with, but it is all worth it as a viewer when she turns around to the ADA guy who's like, this is what's going to be my report, and she rejects the report and is like, I'm going to be filing my own report about your racism and your small-mindedness and like all of the stuff that she calls him out for, and the entire room applauds and I love that for her and I love that entire thing like Trip is just such a good character and I love her so much and she needs to have a love interest at some point too because like obviously it's not like Frank or Matt or anybody but at some point somebody needs to come into the show that can be Trip's love interest because I want to see that and I want Trip to get her happy happily ever after and like have an amazing time and live an amazing life and like be more than just the sheriff and Hildy source. Not that those things aren't amazing. They are. But I would also love to see a little love for Trip. Like, that would be great. So, to wrap up this episode, I don't know how I feel about the ending. Okay, obviously, I love the ending. And I love seeing the adults reflect on the kids and how 
they were there when they were kids, you know, now their kids are doing it and they're like, it's this big circle of life moment. But it felt up until the very last minute that they were wrapping up for self, like two self-contained seasons that were very well done and very well plotted. And I would have been happy with that. I was like, okay, I'm going to be sad because we're not getting any more new content, but they did the first two seasons so well. I'm good with this wrapping up. But then they do the homicide thing with Hildy's notebook. And now I need a third season. You can't just do that and not have a third season. And I think there is a lot of material if you dig deeper into it for a third season because we have the lawsuit against Strata. So we want to see how that's going to play out. We have Richie adjusting to Erie Harbor again. We still do have Trip in charge. Just because Trip kicked that 88 guy out doesn't mean that suddenly everybody's going to be on her side. I'm sure she's still going to be facing issues and difficulties. So there is a lot of material there. I hope they do a season three because they set up for a season three. I hope they have ideas and that is why they set up for a season three instead of just setting up for two seasons and wanting to have a little bit of a cliffhanger in case they get renewed. I hope they actually have thoughts and a process and have figured this out. But I do and I do hope that it's as measured and self-contained as season one and two. I hope if they do a season three that they think it through and they you know, maybe either talk about doing another two-season arc or they just do one more self-contained season and end it on three. Whatever they do, I hope it stays the same style and the same measured, almost slow burn a little bit, but slow burn with a very fast pacing and very good pacing. Like, I hope the style stays the same. And obviously our characters, like, I will love to see more of our characters at any point because I still aspire to be Hildy and to know that there's a real Hildy out there and this is like loosely based off a real person's life is insane but I I love the show I love the characters I love everything about it I'm so happy it came back for season two I so hope they do a season three I hope they do a good season three though if you're not going to do a good season three I will just forget the notebook thing ever happened and it doesn't have to be a thing you can just edit that out and pretend you never did it, and we'll have a nice, beautiful, two self-contained seasons. So yeah, I have been Maya Ghosh, and this has been my take on season two of Home Before Dark. Thanks for listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram. And please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.